Hi, this is Marty Bell. And this is the AK-47, Allison K. And, and we, we are The, the Hex. You're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D and my man, Jimmy, across the street. Jimmy, we got ladies coming over. I know. Act appropriately. (laughs) Be cool. Don't, you know. Yeah. uh, Using a lot of profanity and, you know. Right. Be a gentleman, Jimmy. (laughs) Gentleman Jimmy. That's your name. No, I'm gentleman, the hustler. Gentleman Jimmy across the street. <laughs> oh, man, you can't put that on me. I'm the hustler, man. I'm the hustler. <laughs> that was Either last way. week. Yeah, that was last week. <laughs> gentleman Jimmy. It's like Gentleman Chris, right? Come on. Yeah. Hello. Well, how's everything going on across the street there, buddy? It is going on, man. Yeah. yeah going on. Going, going on. Going to Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah. Right. That's so right. I'm going to. Kinda a little late for the Super Bowl, Jimmy. I know, I know. <laughs> I, knew, I knew we shouldn't have bought those tickets from that guy. He told us it was this weekend, man. I'm swearing. Anyway, yeah. A lot of scammers <laughs> out there. A lot of scammers got to. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> your shit, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's horrible. So it's really was cool. it a work, Jimmy? Do you think it was a work, the Super Bowl? Oh, man. It's all a work, bro. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Yeah. I've always said, man, if it's a work, I feel like it's the owners and coaches because it don't take nothing to make a bad call or, you know, call a bad play when, you know, I don't know. Who yeah. knows, man? But there's so many people involved. There's so much money involved. It's hard to say either way. But I enjoyed it. See, I'm not I'm not uh, like some of the wrestling fans that want to, you know, uh, dog everything with wrestling and all that, you know, with football. I love football. If it's a work, I don't give a shit. It entertains right. me. Right. Yeah, no, no, I mean that and that makes sense. Now what was the deal with Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid? Like Yeah, uh, just heat of the moment, man. I mean he played sports. I should I should have been in on that play. Is that yeah, what he was saying? Put me back in. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Either way, it's like who cares? It's it's uh it was a good game. I was entertained, like I said. No complaints here, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, speaking of shows, um, March the 8th in Glasgow, Kentucky at the Crow's Nest Bar, uh, myself and Chase Stevens are going to, you know, we had to reschedule the uh, the little comedy slash storytelling gig we're going to do. So March the 8th, it's a Friday night there in Glasgow. Me and Chase are going to be doing road stories that's coming up. And then the next night, uh, Chase is actually on the show too, uh, but he'll be wrestling, I would assume, uh, and, and I'll be there signing off. Autographs. I got Scott Steiner coming to sign autographs. Uh, I've heard that Hillbilly Jim's going to be there too. So Dude. that should be nice. Uh, I haven't seen him in many, many years. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, That's don't cool. go so, messing with a country boy there. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, those are my two upcoming events. Um, yeah. But other than that, man, um, we got the Hex today. Yes. Which is a, a cool pickup. Uh, <laughs> at Rod Hicks's wedding um, party, and you know, and I had met them. Uh, like I said, I think I told you this. I met them at Squared Circle one year, but right. uh, 
yeah, met Marty again at uh, Rod's wedding uh, party, and that was how I kind of made this one happen, man. So this will be cool. We've got a female tag team on. It's another first for us. Yeah, I'm excited. I think they've done a lot of fun things, but I think with this crew, the future is what's to come for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even though the NWA World Tag Team Women's Champions and and Knockout Champions, I mean, all kinds of champions, but these yeah. girls, you know, I feel like, yeah, I'm thinking something big is coming for them. I'm hoping so. That'd be good, man. Yeah, they, so, they've got it together for sure, as far yeah. as on the professional level. So Right, right. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, um, let's get them on the line and let's uh, let's talk some hex. Why wait? Let's participate. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages with the hex. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, folks, to get your official live and in color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, folks, we are back. Once again, live in color, Wolfie D. And uh, Jimmy, we got ladies in the house. I hope you're dressed uh, uh, professionally and yes. uh, aren't yes. just sitting around in your underwear or anything like that. No, definitely not. Did you clean up? Did you vacuum? Yes, I, I, everything's ready. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just want to make sure uh, that, that everything's uh, on the up and up, man. You know, we don't have a, a whole lot of females come on. It's usually just dude wrestlers that want to talk shit with us. But today, I'm happy to announce that we have Marty Bell and Allison Kay, and they are the Hex. What's up, ladies? Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked are about we, this, y'all. So. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy and Jimmy don't get stoked a lot. He he brings that word out of the nineties <laughs> occasionally, and man, that just means he's really happy. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we are we are super happy to be here. Super happy to be talking to you guys, and looking forward to uh, to sharing some fun stories. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Absolutely, and I and I'm, I want to thank Marty especially. Uh, you know, I th- I think I met both you guys at Squared Circle uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, but but Marty I happened to see at uh, my friend Rod Hicks and then uh, his wife's wedding uh, party, and so we kind of made this happen there at the wedding party, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we it was it was really nice to walk in and kind of see some familiar faces. We really didn't know a lot of of the family members that were there. So it was nice to have somebody and uh, Wolfie kept us entertained all night. So it was definitely <laughs> a really fun time. I'm glad that could be a service. I wish we could have recorded that. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. It was definitely, there were definitely some really good stories. Maybe some that can be repeated, but sure, uh, yeah. there were definitely yeah, some really good uh, fun stories. It was definitely a really fun time. 
Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And like I said, same kind of for me because I really don't know the families and stuff that well either. I knew a few of his friends that were there and things, but other than that, it was especially being the being the guy walking around on the walker, and I know everybody's looking at me anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> the walker with the fanny pack. The walker with the fanny pack. Please don't forget right. that. Yeah. yeah, like like a hood ornament, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk a little bit of wrestling. I want to get a background. We'll kind of do this like, uh, I guess, Marty, you could go first. And I just want to know, um, you know, as a kid, who were your influences? What what got you started? And, and, and don't go past too much after training. Then we'll, then we'll go to Allison on that. Okay. Um, so we, I think, I can, I can speak for both of us when I say this, but, you know, okay. we're Attitude Era kids. Yeah. Uh, we grew up yeah. watching a lot of um, a lot of tag team wrestling. I think uh, both of us were. Uh, I, I know you asked us like, tell me about you, and I'm like, I'm going to tell you about us. That's fine. Uh, That's so fine. I do. I do think it's pretty similar. I think we did. Uh, we both grew up watching a lot of tag team wrestling. Um, I was a big fan of uh, the Hardy Boys. Obviously, I say obviously <laughs> because if you know us, you know that about us. Right. Um, and then, like you know. Uh, the Dudley boys and edge and Christian. I feel like that, that, that kind of is like some of my first memories of, of wrestling is that, but then also uh, the women just growing up watching women like Mickey James, watching, watching Trita, Trita. I meant to say Lish and I meant to say Lish and I'm trying to say Trish and Lita, but I'm just making them one. So, yeah, Lish. I like you know, it. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is that that is their new name. Um, so I think it was it was a lot of that. It was a lot of of just watching people being insane and kind of yeah. being like, "That looks fun. I want to do that." Yeah. Yeah. And then and then yeah. so th- those were the influences for both of you. And then what? How did you find your way into it? Do you have anything else you want to say? Okay, I'm just like I'm just gonna talk for both of us. <laughs> now what's my up? Are you because I, I do think that we had we did grow up watching a lot of the same things. Um, it's really interesting. I think Allison and I were just meant to be best friends. No matter, no matter, no matter if we hadn't ended up in wrestling, we would have somehow found our way yeah. to each other because our lives, like we grew up in such different situations, we grew up in different states completely. Yeah. Uh, but I think our lives have always kind of married each other and like. Uh, so I do think a lot of our childhood was very similar, but I still do think, I'm sure you had other people that you liked, um, because everybody knows my obsession with Mickey. I feel like that you love her, but you're not as obsessed with her as I am. So uh, I'm sure you had other, uh, other people that you grew up uh, watching as well. Yeah. No one is obs- as obsessed with Mickey as you are. Like no one is going to hold a candle to you. Um, but yeah, you. you're both attitude era babies, uh, love the Hardy boys, Lita. It's funny because I watch a lot of Sunday night heat now on my Mm -hmm. twitch stream and watching it back it's so crazy to see because you know Sunday night he started in 1998 so this is like the pretty much when i started watching wrestling as a preteen or whatever and Mm -hmm. i'm just looking at some of the people that i was obsessed with at that time you know like sometimes you watch wrestling you watch it back and you're like oh this actually wasn't good like (laughs) yeah Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then other things, other things yeah. you watch back and you're like, oh, I, I didn't care about this person at the time, but they're really good. Yeah. So yeah. now I can yeah. watch it back to different life. Um, and now after saying that, I feel like I can't say who my influences were because I'm going to kill myself. But no, I feel like that is pretty. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was just gonna say like, but the Hardy Boys and Lita, I mean, were amazing and yeah. still are, even when I watched it back. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I watched it as a kid actually with my dad. I don't really remember that time. I remember more of watching it as like a teenager with my siblings, and I just always wanted to be a wrestler. Like I remember writing myself a letter when I was probably like twelve. 13 and I remember I went into detail about like how I was going to become a wrestler and I'm like talking to my future self of like okay did you become a wrestler like what's up and I wish <laughs> I could find that letter but I have not found it it has oh to be my somewhere in my mom's garage. that's pretty cool I want to find it sad, but yeah. uh I remember writing that and I remember my mom being like okay yeah like you know you'll grow out of it it's fine like she wasn't trying to discourage me per se but she was just like you know she saw my obsession and she, and I'm like, I'm going to be a wrestler. She's like, okay, honey, that's great. You know, like, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Take out the trash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she washed the dishes and shut the hell up. But no, she wasn't like that. <laughs> but um, to her credit, I did actually fall out of wrestling a little bit in high school. Cause you know, you, I don't know, start playing sports. Right. Yeah. Started right, get, yeah. developing crushes on people that were yeah. in real life and not on the TV. Exactly. And I did fall out for a little bit. And then when I was like probably 19, 20, I was like, what the hell do I want to do with my life? Because this ain't it. Whatever I'm doing now, this ain't it. Like yeah. I went to college, hated it. Absolutely hated it. I was like, I don't want to do anything here. Like there's nothing that they are offering me that I want to do for the rest of my life. As interesting as I find the subjects, I just don't want to do this as a career. And I just thought back to the only thing I ever remember ever wanting to be was a wrestler. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to look into a wrestling school. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Very cool. Talking about the Hardys. I'll have to send you uh, a link. I think I saw it on YouTube. Somebody sent it to me. I had no idea the match even existed. I have a lot of matches that I don't remember. That's how old I've gotten. Now. And <laughs> they'll be like, uh, I'll tell you that story. Different time. But the, the Hardy boys, it was like, they, they had short hair. They were just get, they were green as they could be. And me and Jamie, uh, they were building us up to, to work with dirty white boy and Tracy Smothers. But it was just a quick little TV match and we squashed and everything. It's like looking at them is like, I can't believe that they, you know, went on to do what they did. Cause I guarantee you that night when I was working them, I wasn't thinking how good they were. Cause they weren't they were that good. Right. The <laughs> they were probably like in high school there are or jess was probably still in high school like they're yeah. pretty young probably, probably. Yeah. Well, i don't know what year it would probably have been around somewhere about 90 about 95 maybe 96 at the latest but oh yeah it's funny you you do look back on some stuff and think wow this is terrible and and you know <laughs> And I used to, I used to hate as a kid. I hated women's wrestling. I couldn't stand it. But <laughs> if you look at the at the women's wrestling of when I was a kid, as opposed to now, it's completely different. The girls are so much more athletic. They do, you know. That that was my argument. It was like they don't even do the stuff that the guys do. Well, now the girls do everything that the guys do, plus some more. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes even better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll say this, and I'm sorry, girl, I don't want to cut y'all off, but this is the golden era of women's wrestling right now. It is. So if you, if you, I, that's my personal opinion. So basically, you think of Ric Flair, Magnum TA, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Road Warriors, Rock and Roll Express, all that as the golden era for men's. This, I think, personally, is the golden era of women's wrestling right now. I think this is, oh, this yeah. is how good y'all have gotten. And I'm sorry to say it like that. You know, there were talented girls, like you said, Lita, Trish, you know, all that. And then even Wendy Richter, Mo 
Yeah, chat. There you go. Exactly. But right now, y'all are just I'm fired up about it. I I, I, I watched a recent WWE Super Show. I went to us and the girls were better than the guys. I'm just saying it. They hit harder <laughs> and uh, it was it was something awesome. So I'm going to shut up now. Y'all talk. <laughs> no, you're good. I think a lot of that, though, I try to keep in mind, too that now we're given free reign. We're able to be ourselves. We're able to go out there and do everything that we should have been able to do all this time. A lot of those women back then were allowed to, especially in the attitude era, you know, they were forced to do the yeah, exactly. Wrestling this Turkey gravy for Thanksgiving. You know, they were given two minutes to be in bikinis and they weren't really given the training. They were brought in to be models. So they worked with what's given, but slowly, but surely, um, they were able to do more and more and more and then have paved the way for us to get where we are now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you your opinion on this. So uh, you see a lot of it now and I'm telling you in 1993, me and Jamie worked with Miss Texas who became Jacqueline. Uh, and, and man, she, let me tell you, she hit harder than a lot of guys up wrestling. I promise. Yeah. Oh, I was a badass. <laughs> that was some, that was some of the first that I recall, uh, any kind of intergender type matches. And we did it in a way where, you know, she wasn't matching us move for move, even though, you know, at that point in my life and James, that we weren't that much bigger than her, but we still, <laughs> we were still as like dudes and a, and a, and a woman. Okay. Now I feel like there's a lot of, and, and China was an exception to the rule, but there's a lot of, especially on these super indies, you see guys versus girls and the girls are a lot littler than the guys and they're doing all this stuff to them. What's your opinion on, like the the realism part of it. Do, do you think some of it just goes a bit too far? Um, I, I think it's a... Go ahead, Marty. Uh, go ahead. Cause I, no, you go ahead because I feel like you have more experience with uh, intergender wrestling. I don't do a lot of intergender wrestling. Um, I never really have. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times when I've done it, it's been for like a story where it's been like, oh, uh, I'm going to wrestle the, the GM of the show that I've been right, shooting right. with. Yeah. And, you know... So it becomes a story. I feel like I don't have a lot of, of experience uh, with that. But I also, when I first started, I was really small. So I was always like the smaller girl. And I think it's, uh, it's different. Like I wasn't seen as like a powerhouse where I feel like, AK, you've always been jacked. Right. Like you've always been a freaking powerhouse. Right, so I feel like right. maybe you have a little bit more to add to this. It's funny because I was just talking about this today about the realism and, and things like that in terms of professional wrestling. Um, I'm all for intergender wrestling. And yes, I do think I have a different perspective because I'm a bigger girl. I'm 5'10". You know, I tower over a lot of these guys. I Mm -hmm. have trained in mixed martial arts. I continuously train in jujitsu. I beat up men in my gym every day. Like, it's not, (laughs) to me, that's crazy. It's not crazy to think of like, oh, a woman beating a man. Um, And so even more so in professional wrestling, it's like, yes, with the entertainment aspect, I don't think every single thing in wrestling has to be um, completely realistic. I think we have room to stretch a little bit, you know, like you do in the movies. Um, so it doesn't really bother me to see a small girl wrestling like a bigger guy. I think that it can be done poorly and I think it can be done well, just like every type of wrestling. Yeah. And I do prefer some realism. That's just my preference. But I don't know. I think that there are different matchups that are entertaining and I think that that's okay. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, in a shoot, this is what would happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that comes from yeah. someone who likes suits, who likes to, you know what I mean? Like that, likes that style and likes to work snug and things like that. But yeah. I just think, um, 
I'm a little open-minded when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think, I don't, I don't agree with the argument that it's unrealistic. I just don't agree with that. Yeah. I, and I, I don't mean to say that it's unrealistic, but I think the key point in what you said and, and what I will agree with is like, yes, it can be done poorly and it can be done well. You know, it just had sure. with anything for me. It's called make it make sense. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. it's just interesting because wrestling is like, wrestling is held to such an interesting standard because like, <laughs> you know, when people are like, Oh, it's fake. Like, okay. Do you go up to the actor who played Thor and tell him that he's not really Thor? Right, like, do you right. do that? So it is interesting. I think because people, I don't know. I think because you have characters that feel a little bit more real life. Um, you get to see us more often than you see like Thor. You see Thor. He does one movie a year where you can go watch wrestling 52 weeks out of the year. Right, um, right. But also, I think we also have to remember that literally one of, the biggest characters that wrestling has ever produced is dead. Like it is a dead man. Literally the undertaker (laughs) is dead. But for us, we're like, you know, so like we can, we can suspend belief or disbelief when it comes to that and be like, he's the dead man. He's the best. But then be like, Oh, that girl's going to beat up a guy. I just don't know. I just don't see it. You know? So I think, (laughs) boom. I I think, (laughs) you know, but I do agree. I think, um, Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there, that little nugget there. But I do agree where I think, I like like some of the matches that I've done, I've had so much fun with because it has been like the cat and mouse type of thing. I do think like AK said, uh, there are so many ways that the matches can be put on well. It's just about the stories. At the end of the day, that's what wrestling is about. It's about the stories and how can we tell a good story? Can we tell a good story of where this five foot four girl is going to beat up on the six foot five guy maybe and if we can then hell yeah let's do it right yeah i mean one of my favorite one of my favorite intergender matches i had was against ethan page at aiw they were doing a whole battle of the sexist show so all the matches were intergender most Mm -hmm. of the people were like uh most of the matches were couples okay everyone just assumed we were first of all we're like no we're like the one match that's you know boys and girlfriend beating each other up but we wanted to do something different. I'm like, okay, everyone on this card is going to be like, they're, it's about their relationship or it's the girl is yes. small. Go do the vicious. The is, <laughs> yeah, the, girl, the guy is misogynist and the girl is going to be, exactly, he's going to be like, go in the kitchen. Do, do, do. So right. he flipped it. And especially because I'm tall, like we're kind of like the same height, I think. He might be a little yeah. taller than me. But right. we flipped it to, I was like the creep. Like I was creeping on him. I was like trying to look down his trunk. Like he's just completely, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> different, I, but you know, consensually. But <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's a thing, right? You got to say that now, so it makes sense. Yeah. And I didn't know Wolfie was going to hit the intergender question so early. I thought we were going to build to that, like on the show, <laughs> oh, no. you know. But we we have some good friends, the Carnies. Both of us are friends with the Carnies, and they do it a lot. And I was like, we got to get them on the show. To talk about that because we want to get we it's not like we're cutting it down we just want to learn we're like the boomers that want to learn you know what i mean <laughs> the and, <boomers. laughs> it, and I, I mean that sincerely because i want to learn like you know because you're right you just put a perspective on it that i've never even thought of the undertaker is not a dead man yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i think that answers you the know, question actually <laughs> yeah that i think that's the best analogy i also think it is very difficult for us as wrestlers who are now in the social media era that is yeah. something that's very tricky yeah. for us because yes we yeah. want to be like look it's just like the movies you wouldn't say this to an actor but at the same time 
we try to keep kayfabe for the most part. So it's like, how do you keep kayfabe and also tell people, wait, but this isn't really me. That's not really right. me talking. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. right. It's very difficult for us because like I was trained in an old school way where I do want to keep kayfabe all the time, but it is very difficult nowadays because when you tweet something, people think that is really you and right. it's hard to differentiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's tough. Well, so we, we have something in common and it, it is James Mitchell, father James oh, was, was yeah. my minister in uh, TNA when I was a disciples of the new church. And I saw that you guys, uh, he was your manager at TNA as well. Talk about my boy, Jim Mitchell. <laughs> oh, father. <laughs> Where to start? <laughs> oh, I, I promise you, there's not many people that got the stories that I got, but they will not be shared. I'm today. like, I know that we are laughing because we are both thinking about the exact same thing. Should we tell that story? I think it's, it's funny. I think you should tell it. Yeah, I think you should tell it. Okay, so we, um, so yeah, we when we travel, I think, um, I think our hair for both of us is kind of a. It's very signature for both of us. So when you don't see our hair, I think a lot of people don't recognize us. There have been times where like even AK's pulled up to pick me up at the airport. And it's like my hair is like, let's say I have my hair like in a bun or I have my hair braided down. I have a hat on where Uh she'll like have to like look like, oh, there you are. And same (laughs) with her. I think without like for real, we we put a hat on and we become like the we become uh, the guy from you. Like you can't see us. And so we (laughs) one day are getting ready. We were having a show in Kentucky. But uh-huh. it was kind of like Southern Kentucky where it was closer to flying to Nashville. So we uh-huh. fly into Nashville and there's like a text thread going on of like, hey, um, there's, um, uh, there's a van picking people up, like uh, wait by this thing and you'll get picked up. So we're like, cool, perfect. We go stand there. And it's like the two of us, um, Colby, Carino, and maybe like, I think that was it. I don't think there was anybody else with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and James, Father James. So, you know, we walk up and we're like, hello. And he's like, hi. But he's like honest, he's like tinkering on his phone or whatever. So what we, you know, sure, we said hello and kept it moving. Uh-huh. We get on the bus and we're on this text thread. And so he's texting everybody and he's like, Yeah, I'm on the bus with Cody and two girls. And he just kept saying <laughs> Cody and two girls, two girls, two girls. And we're like, we're like, first of all, it's Colby. And like, we're like, he knows who we are, right? Like he has to know who we are. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Flash forward. Flash forward to us uh, showing up at Impact and being told that we're being paired up with him. He sees us, gets the biggest freaking smile on his face, runs up to us, and he's like, the heck, my girls, I love you guys. And we're like, oh, now we're, now we're your girls? Uh, like, two, three, like you know, five or six months ago, we were two random girls on a bus. But now he's like, my girls. Like, he's like, oh, my I girls. think he was even like, yes, exactly. And we're like, Hello, Father James. Like, <laughs> we love him. I, I've always heard so many interesting. Actually, even that trip, um, everybody was kind of hanging out in the lobby and just like listening to him tell stories. I feel like everybody has a night of where like they just sat around him and listened to him tell stories. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we uh, it was very fun. We did have we did have a lot of fun. But I feel like that's like just like what we always like like just revert back to where like this man did this man did not know who we were a few months yeah. ago because we had hats on and then now he's like my girls we're like yes sir yes yes, yes your girls 
I was, I, he always referred to me as his meal ticket. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a cool human, but if the devil were in a human form, it would be him. <laughs> I hear that often. I, 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 I hear that on the side of like, just having wild stories and just like, yeah, just yeah. the stories that I've heard from like other wrestlers are like some of the stories that are just like, are you serious? Like this, this happened to the same person. Like this same man has lived all of his lives. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty, uh, yeah. It's, pretty, yeah, it's pretty fun to hear. You made the NWA <laughs> go viral for a while too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he sure did. <laughs> sure did. And you know what? I don't know who else uh, it would have been. Right. That could have yeah. done that. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. That was perfect. Yeah, so. I mean, Wolfie related. Never mind. We'll go on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that I've seen that situation before. It does not surprise me. It looked very uh, authentic. Yes, he looked. He looked. He looked very uh, at home. Very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Hot tag, Jimmy, hot tag. I'm coming in with the hot tag, the name, the hex. Where did that come from? Oh, you tell this. That really from a brainstorm session that Marty and I had on the phone when we decided we wanted to be a tag team, I actually started writing down a bunch of names on the napkin. Did I tell you I found that napkin, Marty? Oh, let's hear them. Um, no, I, I didn't know you still had it. We, yeah, I need, I need to yeah, picture I that. To, we need to frame that. Yeah, tweet that. And <laughs> a paper towel I just started writing on, and we started coming up with all these hex puns and a bunch of different words, too, that we were just kind of throwing against the wall. 
And we came up with so many different, like the hex effect and the hex express and things like that. And we're like, why don't we just be the hex? And that can, those can be all of our moves. And so then we just obsessed with hex puns. Mm. I love (laughs) it. And then um, like a year into us being a team, um, I told my ex, who I have like a really good relationship with, like we're still good friends with. um, I told him about like, we're talking about that. He's like, oh yeah, that name is perfect. Because the two of you look like women who would fuck someone's life up. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Hell yeah. He said that's why he thought. He's like, yeah, I see it. That's That makes sense. And we're like, okay, hell yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So it does, it had nothing to do with, I saw there was a, like a video game called The Hex that was pretty popular in like 2018 or something. You know anything about that? No. Oh. No. Um, no, I have no idea about that. We have been asked about the hex girls. Uh, I think that's Scooby Doo. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. the hex girls like from. That. Yeah, yeah. Something we've like been that. asked about that. Um, no, we just. Uh, uh, I I really do want to take a look at that at that napkin again and see what the other. It literally was just. It was during quarantine. Um, we had no idea what the heck was going to happen. Um, like we didn't know what wrestling was going to look like when we came back to it. Yeah. yeah. And we had just finished. Uh, like. We had just had sort of a, like a little mini feud at NWA. It wasn't really like, it was a very, very mini feud. It wasn't, and it, it was kind of left open-ended as to like where our friendship was going to go at NWA. And we had no idea, like, are we going to have shows again? Is it going to be different? Is it going to be like no fans going forward? We, ha- we just had no idea what the world was going to look like. Yeah. And so we were like, we, what do we want to do with wrestling? We want to travel together. We want to have fun together. Allison is also really good at like, figuring out what is needed. And she realized like, we need tag teams. There's just not enough women tag teams. And we both love tag team wrestling. We both have been in tag teams before. Uh, Anybody who's ever been in a tag team can tell you that uh, tag team wrestling is its own language. It is is so different. Um, Like anytime we have a match with anybody who's not in a tag team, like you can tell, you can just tell when they're not in the tag yeah. team and like, you know, not for nothing, but I think that we both speak tag team wrestling pretty well. That's and awesome. so it just kind of made sense. And we, we, I think part of what has made the heck so successful is that we are legitimately best friends. We are partners in, in our business. We do everything together. We look out for each other always. And that chemistry is there organically. You have tag teams that are just thrown together and they don't like each other. They don't want to be around each other or there's just no chemistry. But I think with us, one of the biggest compliments we get is people come up to us and they're like, you guys look like you're having so much fun. And we're like, yeah, we are. Like, even if it's, even if it's a, a fucky situation or it's like a weird match or whatever, we're going to have fun because we know we're going to get through it together. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot. Definitely. Yeah. I, I hope you find the napkin. I'd like to share with you how I came up with the name PG-13. <laughs> it was very simple, similar, except I was sitting on the toilet with a uh, <laughs> with a notepad, and I'm sitting there scratching it. I, and like you said something about the Hex Express, I had the Hip Hop Express. I had uh, oh, yeah. parental <laughs> discretion is advised. That's where I actually came up with PG-13 was the NWA song, parental discretion is advised for the moment. And so that made me think, PG, oh, oh PG-13, and I'd never, that I know of, I don't think there's been any other team with initials like that for a name or whatever and numbers 
but but yeah, very similar. Not that I can think of, yeah. I, I, I thought of a lot of good stuff on the commode during my time. <laughs> 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 it's the throne. Yeah. But yeah, tag team wrestling is definitely, uh, and, and for a moment, man, I kind of felt like tag team wrestlers becoming a lost art because like you just said you can tell you know you can put two people in there and uh, against two other people and if they ain't a team it, it just don't come off the same you know yeah yeah, yeah. and you know not way. no go go ahead what you were gonna say because i was just i was just about to put a to put us over so um I'll, we'll be able but we can be a little bit more modest for a little while whatever you were gonna say <laughs> no i was just gonna say it does still feel like that to me too i still feel like it it kind of feels like a lost art. It's not that no one is doing it well. It's just that it doesn't feel like it's highlighted like it should be. Right, and exactly. especially for women's yeah. tag wrestling. Like across the board, yeah. there's yeah. not national television or the Indies. There just isn't like a, it doesn't feel like there is a solid tag team division for the women, especially right now. Yeah. 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 You're exactly totally right. Agree. So I've got a quick Thing. One of our awesome listeners always sending in questions, Ben Martin. And Allison, you may know Ben. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan of, of women's wrestling. And so he gave me this question or, or information, Wolfie. So, Wolfie, did you know that Allison Kay was involved in the first ever all-female War Games match years before they did it in NXT? He thinks it was at WSU in around 2009. It was the Midwest Militia, Jessica Havoc, Allison Kay, uh, and he puts in quotations, my girls and sassy <laughs> versus Mercedes Martinez, Alicia, and Brittany Savage. So, yeah. Yep, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Maybe 2011. Okay. Yes, other than that, he got correct. Um, yeah, that was we had a war games match in WSU. Midwest Militia was uh, we basically formed because that car was driving from the Midwest, <laughs> from Detroit and. Uh, Michigan and Ohio, all the way over to New Jersey, New York, where those shows were running at the time. And the Mick, who was running WSU, was like, well, y'all need to be a stable. And he put us together as a Midwest militia. And, um, yeah, that was the first ever War Games match. It involved a machete. It was great. And <laughs> I know that there were a lot of diehard indie fans, WSU fans, when NXT was like, this is the first ever women's War Games. Right. There were a lot of people like that that were like, uh-uh, no, it's not. Anything about it? I never like you know. I'm like I don't. I'm not going to get into it. But I, you know, I appreciated the the people who knew. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know. Yeah. (laughs) He even said that he believes Marty was also on that show. If he's not mistaken, I was. I was on the show. Yeah, I was on the. It was. uh, It was WSU. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's my. I was not in the match, but I was in the show. He's my go-to when I when I want to ask a question about ladies wrestling. I love it. So he he and he loves. I mean, he's so intelligent about all wrestling. But he's a great listener. Thank you, Ben, for that question. And yeah, oh, so yeah, Ben is great. We yeah. love you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna pop for that. So okay, I'm gonna go into this. So did you know that these girls have something in common with Ella Waldeck and Mae Young? Did you know that, Wolfie? No, I didn't. They are both NWA women's tag team champions. And now Ella and May did it in the 50s, and I think they were the first women's tag team champs. But y'all were the best, right? The Hex. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say you forgot. It's uh, the women's world tag team champion. I'm so sorry. Uh, and right. we took, exactly. yes, yes, yes. Sorry. And we took <laughs> the world part very, very seriously. 
And as soon as we won that, we were like, we are going to be fighting champions. We are going to be defending this all over the world. And um, I mean, we only did North America and Europe, but we were the first ones to ever defend the title in uh, England. And we were going to be the first ones to ever defend it in Portugal. And unfortunately, we're not able to get to Portugal due to uh, just some some issues at the airport uh, on their part. Um, wow. But uh, we, yeah, we and I COVID related COVID related issues, unfortunately. Um, and I also believe that as of now, we are the longest reigning uh, tag team champions of the new generation world tag team champion. Yes. Don't the new world tag team champion. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Very important. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And Allison is also, she's a one-time NWA world women's champion. <laughs> and she's also a two-time yeah, also, yeah. TNA knockouts world <laughs> champion. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But no, that's very cool. I mean, I, I love all that. I think that's very cool. So. Got a lot of, you, got a lot of, yeah, stuff to carry around though, right? Is that? <laughs> I know that was the worst it's just part. Crazy. There was one point, Marty oh and I gosh, had three yeah. tag teams at the same time. Okay, we had, we had the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champions. We had the Shine Tag Team Champions. The Shine, yeah, yeah. They didn't call it the World One. And then, um, and then, no, that was not a World One, but the Pro Wrestling Eve Tag Team Championships. We also won over in England. Wow. So we, okay. we, we had three chips at one time, and your bags get heavy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we, we are happy. We will gladly take all of the gold. We will take all of it. But yeah, it yeah. really does. It does make you think, like, somebody like Cardona, I'm like, how does he bring his belt around? Like, how does he how does he carry all the championships? I don't understand. Like, yeah. especially if he has – I'm assuming he doesn't travel with all of them. Yeah. But I mean, for like like a convention, you'd want to bring as many as possible to get. You of know, course. I'm sure fans want to get pictures with stuff. So like, yeah. what do you do? Because I would ne- we would we would never check our our titles ever, ever, ever. No, you don't oh, check sure. the titles ever. Right, right. That's a nightmare, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my. And God. then at the airport, it's like these are such like small like these are literally such small like first world problems. But at the airport, it's always like, okay, you'll ask like TSA, like, hey, I have something in my bag. It's a title belt. It's got metal on it. Should I take it out of my bag? And they're like, no, no, no. Don't take it out of your bag. It's fine. And then it goes through and it goes off. So they pull your bag. So the next time you pull it out of your bag and then they're like, what are you doing? What is that? Are you champ? What is that? And like, you're getting all these questions once again, (laughs) as I'm standing there in like, my t-shirt and my, you know, my baseball cap. And yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's always been interesting. It's always fine. One thing I will say, I feel like female TSA agents are always the most excited to see, uh, to see us with, <laughs> with like titles in our bags. That's They're always awesome. like the yeah. most stoked. And I'm like, hell yeah, girl. High five. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I've always learned to, um, especially when I had an actual bag for the belt, it was great because I would, I would automatically just pull it out yes. and, and put it through the tanner separately because I know it appears as a big mm-hmm. black block. Right. Their X-ray machine right. will right. pull it. And it's because I had the same thing happen where I pulled out of my bag and he's trying to tell me because I'm going through pre-check. He's like, you don't have to take anything out of your bag. And he like had an attitude about it. And I was like, no, I do. And then I put it through and then he's looking at it and he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, oh, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's like Road Dog said, they just wore them <laughs> in the airport. Yeah. Right? yeah. The New it Age Outlaws. That <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Um, and, and I'm not looking to like knock anybody or, or you know, name names <laughs> oh, or gosh. anything like that. Here we go. No, I, l- let me finish. It's, so I, me coming up in the, you know, I broke in in 1989 at the end of it, in the 1990, whatever. I've seen some fucked up shit in this business. I'm in the dressing rooms and, and all that kind of stuff. And with the with the recent stuff on Vince and everything, I, I believe, uh, you know, I always learned to believe none of what you uh, hear and only half of what you see. But at the same time, I know crazy shit goes on. And as far as female wrestlers go, I could only imagine the type of shit you guys have had to deal with. And like I said, I'm not looking for names or anything like that. But has the culture changed enough to where, like, surely to God, like breaking in, you probably got, you know, harassed and shit like that. Would it be more from the wrestlers or or the fans or you, do you feel where I'm going with this? I don't, like I said, I'm not trying to get you to knock anybody mm-hmm. or tell anybody, but I just want to know kind of what the culture is nowadays as opposed to maybe when you first got in. I yeah, think it's sure. something that I, maybe go ahead, go ahead. AK. I feel like I've been talking. I feel like I've been talking the entire time. So please, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I think it's definitely gotten better. I there so much has happened that it's it's of course not perfect. Like there's still a lot of fucked up shit going on, yeah. but it has absolutely gotten better because of people coming forward and calling things out. I think that it, it is making it a safer place. Uh, it's just going to be a very slow and steady process. But yeah, I from when I started in 2008 is when I started training up until now, like night and day difference. I would say. Wow. Okay. I, I, at least, and I'm sure Marty, you would agree um it feels like i can't it feels like i wrestled in two different generations from <laughs> when i started and how it is now it's just a completely different landscape for women's wrestling and mm-hmm. um, though i will also say i feel like i've been very fortunate for the most part yes um especially coming up i feel like i was in a pre i was in a very good environment when i started training yeah. um it was really just me and one other girl but mm-hmm. the guys did not mess with us they respected us we're also two tall girls and we I think they saw how we were just like beating the shit out of each other so they didn't want to fuck with us (laughs) (laughs) for the most part I think um, yeah go ahead Marty I think um, like I said before I really do think that me and AK have always just lived uh, like parallel lives I also came up in a school where I was taken care of like the guys, uh, I I was their little sister and I was taken care of and on road trips I was taken care of and um there was only one other girl in my school that like that stuck around for a long time. And her and I to this day are still very good friends um, because we had each other's backs. And then I think AK and I were both very fortunate in the fact that we surrounded ourselves with like awesome women that also like, I feel like people always assume like, Oh, it's a bunch of girls together. It's a bunch of cattiness and this and that. And we're like, Oh no, we had really good experiences with like, um, most of the girls that we came up with, obviously there's always going to be somebody that you're like, ah, I don't really talk to this person anymore. But I think for the most part, we are still really good friends with everybody that we came up with because we all took care of each other. We all had each other's backs. Um, and I think, you know, there's always safety in numbers. And I think, um, I think a lot of fans feel sometimes like they can, because of social media, people can say things and there's no consequence. But even right. then I feel like, a lot of that, it's so easy to just delete a comment and um, not give them any attention. You know, don't be the troll. And uh, I, I will yeah. say that both of us, both of us have had, and it, and it sucks to say like, oh, we've been fortunate to not be harassed. 
But I think that that's also why um, we try, like, whatever locker room we're in. And I'm going to, like, put us over for a second because this was the biggest compliment that I think <laughs> I've gotten in almost my entire career and my life. Um, somebody uh, a few months ago, uh, we were talking to a girl who'd had, like, a rough night before. Just, like, you know, she was, like, crying. Just, like, personal stuff. Like, no- nothing, nothing crazy. But, you know, she had a moment the night before and she was like apologizing to me and AK about it. And I was like, girl, no problem. Like, it's not a big deal. And then somebody else, Camille, uh, and if anybody knows Camille, Camille's tough. Camille's a badass. And she like, she walked by and kind of saw what was happening. She's like, oh, are you okay? And we're like, yeah, you know, she just had a little, a little moment last night. And she's like, oh, well, if there's anybody you can trust, it's Marty and AK. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can trust them. And I feel like that to me was just like one of the biggest compliments that I've gotten in and out of wrestling because that's something that we have always strived. Um, AK, I feel like I'm just talking for her. Um, Allison has always <laughs> said like, we want to, you want to leave the business better than you found it. And I feel yeah. like that is our, um, when it comes to like the women and even the guys, if there's like a young, a young man that needs help or like, you know, needs guidance, like we're happy to help. We're happy to do whatever we can. But I think mm. especially for the women, we love um, the fact that we, that people can feel safe around us because that's, that's really important. And we, and we had that coming up. And so I'm glad that there are girls that feel like they can come to us with stuff. Cause that's, that's just, that's just, I'm telling you like, that was just one of the biggest compliments that anybody has ever, ever paid me. Yeah. And now I'm done awesome. putting us over. <laughs> no, you I, I always talk for me. You already know you can always talk for me. Um, <laughs> and going back to what you asked about, like between wrestlers and fans, mm-hmm. this is just for me personally. I cannot speak for everyone because obviously, you know, not that we haven't seen some shit or experienced some shit, or know about some shit but um overall i would say that i'm more afraid of fans than i am wrestlers for sure when it comes to like being harassed stalked things like that yeah. i was much more yeah. worried about fans and the things that fans have said or done um the messages that we get are insane um, i can't imagine y'all's dms i'm serious i'm <laughs> yeah. sorry i'm sorry it's for like, that you know <laughs> it, it gets really scary it gets really scary legitimately and through um Every now and then, like a wrestler will try to slip into your DMs or whatever. But for the most part, once again, this isn't a 100% thing. But for the most part, um, in my experience, the guys do not fuck with me. I think they just know better. I think I've built a reputation for myself. And that's, you know, overall. But the fans, on the other hand, some fans are just uh, not well. And it it can get very scary. Yeah. 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 No doubt. You know, about 10 or 11 years ago, I worked for, I was a manager in the business for a little bit. It's how I met Wolfie. And we we were on a show together called NWA Saw. This was Bruce Tharp before Billy took over. And Jordan Grace and Sarah Logan worked on that show. And they came to, they worked a great match. It was the first time I'd ever seen the girls. They come to the back and I'm so stoked. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, that was the best match of the night. That might be one of the best matches ever in this whole building you know and i was putting them over kind of really hard like really kind of like oh my god that was amazing and they're just like timid and like what the hell is and i'm like and it took me like five or so years to get some perspective on like okay i'm this like six foot two dude coming at them all excited in a suit that is also on the show but then i'm thinking they don't get to dress in the locker room they have to go to the women's restroom to change because they're the only two girls on the show and it was just like kind of a i got some perspective on like why i felt like they were like i'm i was going crazy on them or something but they were all timid and like (laughs) 
And I, I can think of Jordan Grace as somebody who would just punch me in the mouth right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, if I said something wrong. But my point of that is, is like, I understand that there's definitely been some uh, some hoops you've had to jump through. But now I hope that things are, you know, much more on an even kill. And as far as like you, girls and guys, I hope there's an equal treatment, I should say. so. And, and Jimmy now understands what it's like to be a creeper is what he's trying to say. I wasn't trying to creep. <laughs> I was trying to compliment. But I understand that they probably have dealt with that. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Di- so you can back. see why somebody would be timid or somebody would be hesitant or kind of just being like, uh. Totally. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah, I think things are a lot closer to being equal, but we still have a long ways to go. Sure. Yeah. Where do you think can, what is, without, I don't want to put you like in a spot, Allison, but like, where do you think is something that could be fixed right now that would be so much better for things? What, do you have a um, couple things? I'm going to say something yeah. real quick. I just think the hex having a full-time deal somewhere. Yeah. There you go. That. <laughs> oh, besides, you mean besides that? Oh, okay. Sorry. Besides that. Okay. You had something to actually say, but sorry. Yes. Besides that. <laughs> We manifest in it over here. Yeah, I, love it. Uh, I would say where we need some more depth in the women's storylines. We need women's storylines that are not just an afterthought. Because as much as I feel like we're getting closer and closer to being equal, it, we certainly are still not. And it definitely feels like in a lot of companies that the women are just an afterthought. Like it's yeah. just a thrown together kind of thing. Maybe a program that lasts like two weeks to a month, maybe, and that's it. But no like long term stories no like i don't know that's just my opinion of course and sure. honestly i could say a lot for just wrestling in general um sometimes it does feel like only you know those two top guys get like a really long storyline or something and then right. everyone else is just kind of like meh but um yeah. it feels it trickles down even more so or less i should say i guess for the women it feels like okay okay that makes sense yeah so i mean yeah go ahead <laughs> And moving forward, you guys, and um, in, in your careers, besides getting signed to a, a long-term deal somewhere, what, what do you guys uh, see in store for the both of you together as a team? I mean, we have so like- many ideas that transcend wrestling. I think mm. I don't know if that's what you were yeah. going to say because we 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 often say things together at the same time. Uh, we yeah. we have a lot of ideas that do transcend wrestling, and I think. Um, you know, a lot of them are just ideas of things that we've thrown about uh, and written on napkins and stuff. And I think uh, that maybe this is, we keep talking about it. And I feel like this is the year that we're going to start putting a lot of those things um, into, into play and not, and it's different yeah. things outside of wrestling. And I just think, uh, I think both of us are just very creative, especially when we're together. I feel like I'm creative in, in, a, in a very different way than Allison is. Uh, but when we're together, it kind of like meshes well and it meshes perfectly. Um mm-hmm. And so I think uh, I, I would say that would be one of them for me. Cool. Absolutely. I think that we just want to go everywhere and do everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very yes. big answer. Yes. <laughs> no, that's, but that's, that's, that's I, a very true answer for us. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome. I swear, well, we already know we want to travel everywhere together. Like that's just a given for us. But um, I, I swear I never like just put us over as much as we've been putting ourselves over today. But <laughs> We really do have such good chemistry together. And I feel like we have just a certain element that not everyone can do. Like I was telling her recently, like, sure, we could be like, hey, let's start a podcast. But I feel like everyone and their and their grandma, you know what I'm saying, can yeah. start a podcast or whatever. 
I feel yeah. like with us, we're good on camera. We're good on the fly. We're good live. We have these elements that we can use. Let's use them. Mm-hmm. And we have a chemistry that not everyone has. I feel like we have the, that perfect, like odd couple chemistry almost because mm-hmm. yes, we live parallel lives, but also we're so opposite in so many ways, but in ways that complement the, the other compliment. And I feel like, yeah. yes. And I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like we have something special and we have to figure out how to utilize it. Yeah. I mean that's that is cool. That's the equation, right, Wolfie? I mean that's it. speaking, you know And if you're not gonna put yourself over who is by God. Exactly. <laughs> right. Please. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole reason we're bringing you on here is to put yourselves over. That's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can the fans and whoever else, where can they find your merchandise? How can they book you? How can they see you on social media? Um, so I uh, think the easiest for both of us <laughs> is, is exactly what <laughs> we were just, uh, allisonk.com and martybell.com. Um, and yeah. Allison is A-L-L-Y-S-I-N, uh, yeah. K-A-Y. Marty yeah. Bell is M-A-R-T-I-B-E-L-L-E.com. Uh, there you can find, uh, our social medias, our websites. Um, honestly, AK has an amazing, incredible website. And if you ever want to reach me, you can message me through her website. And let me know. <laughs> I think a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times people want to book us. I just say go to her website. Her website is a lot is cleaner than mine, um, and so uh, you can you can reach us through there. You can find our social medias, uh, our our OnlyFans, our Patreons, uh, all of that. You can find through those uh, through those websites. I feel like we're both most active on on Instagram, but Allison is also very very active on Twitch. Um, and on YouTube. So you definitely want to check out both of those uh, on hers. For sure. Yeah. Thanks. And Tony and Hunter, y'all go check out those websites because those girls need <laughs> to be working for you immediately. So. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys taking time out of your day and, and talking to us. And um, uh, it, it's been a good conversation. We learned some things, didn't we, Jimmy? We did. We're we're smarter now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? <laughs> good. 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 Been in a business for over. Well, 30 thank you guys years. so much for having us. Thank See? you. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just need you just need a young lady to uh, to come out here and uh, and tell you things. Straighten us that, out. That's, that's it. it. I mean, I did have the light bulb. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I did have a light bulb today. And I, whenever, you know, I, I, you know, you think you stop getting those, you're like, okay, but every other show I get one from Wolfie, but you know, it's nice when you learn. (laughs) Thank you. Was that kind of like your Jerry Springer wrap up at the end or your uh, (laughs) GI Joe? uh, The The more you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Guys, we're going to be back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. Thank you again, Hex, for coming on and chit chatting with us today. We will be right back. Thank you all so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it, y'all. Very good. Very good. We are back with more from the Ask Wolfie D Anything and Wolfie D the Hex. Are they cool? Marty Bell, Allison K. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And uh, 
a nice interview, nice change of pace for us, you know, with, uh, you know, seeing some different perspectives from a, a woman's point of view. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in the business so that's always uh you know uh, cool to have a different perspective definitely and and these girls have got it going together uh, you know they've got all the professional levels of stuff you need from you know pro wrestling tees to only fans to whatever yeah. they've got they've got it together and figured out and good for them absolutely you know, making that money you know so but yeah, we had a you know had a good conversation with those girls. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah, that. You appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we got a few questions here today. The first one is a good one. I'm happy about this one. This is from Freshy Johnson. He's a great listener of ours. He says regarding cage matches, mm-hmm. do you prefer a winner by pinfall slash submission or a win by escaping the cage? So. I am so impressed by the guest you host. I'm 33 from Buffalo. I haven't heard of a lot of the wrestlers you have on the show, and I'm extremely entertained. And I love the episodes where it's just Wolfie and Big Jimbo talking. So now I've got another (laughs) nickname, Big Jimbo. Big Jimbo. (laughs) Well, to to address the question, Big Jimbo, um, I honestly, I don't, I've never liked the escape thing. Um, Cause that's the point of the cage to me was that no one could get in or out. That's the reason they used to put up the cage was, you know, cause you know, the interference was happening and that would be the blow off. No one can interfere. No one can escape. But then the object suddenly was to escape. <laughs> right. I just right. don't, I like the pinfall type cage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I I'm, I'm, the, I'm agreeing with you a hundred percent on that. That's, because that's right. There's so many, and you see that with the with the escape matches. There's so many opportunities for someone to get out. You go, why wouldn't you just get out now? You know, it's like, right. ding, 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 fucking run for the, the the top or run for the door or whatever. I don't know. I just it adds an element that I don't really particularly care for. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, your opponent's selling down. They're down mm-hmm. on the ground. You could run through the, you know. Whatever you can run through the door if the refs stand right. there, you know, and right. they but instead they've stayed around because they hate them so much they want to afflict more damage, you know, more, and it's like no, you want to win, I don't care, you know, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I think that the, the escape thing is garbage, yeah, yeah, and then it also, uh, anything off the top of the cage is dumb because why wouldn't you just jump down? Right, right. You're so, halfway so there. on the ground, uh, you got time to get uh, the rest of the way down. So Right, right. It's not like they're going to be able to jump up and grab your last, <laughs> you know, middle finger as it drops down or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely flaws that if you look deeper at any part of wrestling, there's oh. ways to pick it apart, obviously, oh. right? Yeah. But, you know, when it comes down to it, come on. You know, make it make sense. Yes, make it make sense. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you for that question, Freshy. Definitely a cool question. We definitely appreciate that. And we've got another one here from Champagne on Twitter. Yes, and it's it's Champagne. It's not like the the. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, I I didn't get it. So anyway, but how long does it take to get ring rust off? Hmm. Uh, I'd say it depends on, depends on the person, first of all, and how, 
good they are, uh, right. how long you've been out, because, you know, I think we talked with Rip about ring shape, you know, there's, a, you can do all the working out and all the cardio you want, but there's ring shape and there's no other way to get it, but by being in the ring. Right. Uh, um, so that's a, that's a factor, but you know, just as far as, I don't know, man, I guess it just, like I said, it depends on the person and then, uh, how long they've been out and what the situation is. Age would be another thing. So yeah, a whole lot of variables there that it's really hard to say. Well, it takes uh, 32 days <laughs> <laughs> to be exact. Yeah. I mean, let's just say you never got hurt when you were younger, though, did you? Really? Well, I got hurt, yeah. But I mean, I had to work through a lot of it. <laughs> right, right. Because I mean, again, it's 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 that that ring rust thing has always been kind of a misnomer, right? It's always been kind of not. A perfect description because it's not it's almost like building up your ring callus <laughs> right yeah. yeah because when yeah. you're taking those bumps and you're going into the ropes with the ferocity that you all used to do it you mm -hmm. know that's where it's at it's like you're building up your ring callus almost yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah you know that's a, a different terminology, but I know what you mean. I, I think you mean because you're a musician. You're right. talking about the localities on your fingers and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, playing guitars. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I guess if you quit for a while, you got to build those back. Oh, up. it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I mean, just like I said, more than anything, it's just uh, your your cardio in ring, your ability to, you know, take the bumps and not feel them too much and, and being able to feel the crowd again, you know. Sure. Yeah, uh, it's a lot, a lot of, of things, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, and that makes sense. But I mean, let's just say, what was your first injury in wrestling? Do you remember? Oh Lord, uh, man, that that like made me not be able to wrestle for a minute. Yeah, that made you take you out for a second. Uh, man. Maybe a shoulder, um, but I swear, man, most of the stuff that would happen to me, I just had to work around it because right. I wasn't really right. going to take my time off. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe my my foot, my ankle, uh, that one was pretty devastating, and then my shoulder was too, but uh, I just found ways to work around it and see when you're a tag team, your, your partner can help you out a little bit, you know? Right, yeah, so it kind of delays the inevitable, right, being a tag team partner. It can, yeah, that makes sense. So it kind of pads the blow, and maybe you can work through it even longer because of being yeah. a tag team partner, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I, so I was just going to, you, you think, like, let's just say if you, you know, now I'm just thinking of somebody like CM Punk, okay? Because mm -hmm. when he comes back, he's in his mid-40s, I would I would assume. I don't know his exact age, but I'm, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Looks like he's in his 50s, but <laughs> <laughs> brother, brother, don't believe in preservatives. But anyway, yeah. uh, he, I just can imagine that for his age, the ring rust might come off a little but, I, I'll say this too. I his I saw him on the uh, the pre WrestleMania show, whatever it is, the press conference. Yeah, and his brace that he had on his arm is movable. So I'm not sure what his exact injury was. I know it's a they they called it torn tricep, but. Mm. I know mine was a complete rupture of the tendon, like complete rupture, meaning the tendon split off and 
gone. You know, right. it had to be completely reattached. Right. Now, I don't know, did he tear the muscle partially? You know, I don't understand just because I've gone through it, how he would already be in a brace and then moving his arm around unless it was a partial or a right. muscle tear that it ain't the same thing I had. I promise that. And because in my point in saying that was they're saying four to six weeks. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Not, not for what I went through unless he's just got some miracle doctors or some shit, but I'm not even buying that, man. I know right. what that's like. And, you know, I was in a cast at different intervals, you know, they two weeks straight, two weeks, they bent it a little bit more, put another cast on it. Two weeks, they bent it a little bit more. Uh, it was like 10 weeks total just in a cast. Man. So, and then you got to rehab it and it still wasn't right for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So I'm thinking his tricep tear may not have been a complete rupture, but that I'm guessing just by the, the time frame and the way he's moving around. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, hey, I guess we'll see. But he, he's, yeah. Anyway, that the question. Thank you for the question. We definitely appreciate that. I was just curious as to maybe if it was like a week, if you were steady going at it about a week, or you know something like that. But I appreciate the answer. Thank you, Wolf. Yeah. All right. So the third one and final one we've got here is cause effect on Instagram, and he says, "What's the most messed up?" You've seen someone that worked totally fine. So br- brother is gone in the wind mentally. But when they get in that ring, they're like smooth as silk. Somewhat. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, me? <laughs> uh, I believe I've done that once or twice. Uh I I I I don't know the answer to that, man. Because yeah, you was, never know. I'll just say, ECW the W locker room was full of people that were it's ten shits to the wind. Or uh, I've seen Tommy do it. I mean, I mean, just a number of people I've seen gimmicked up and go out there and and do it. And like I said, I'll take the heat first and say I've done it. You know, You're right. probably right. had no business out there, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was able to pull it off and I, I'm not proud of stuff like that either I, I don't want this to be like when I say stuff like that I don't want it to be like oh yeah I think I'm cool because I can do that because I look back on it and I go God, what a jack off right, <laughs> right. It, just, it was it is what it is I did it and, uh, you know whatever it was definitely something that you did, right? Uh, <laughs> it was definitely something that you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's There's funny. When I know that uh, my, my opponent may not have been real happy about it, but we got yeah. I did it. I did it with Lawler one time. He wasn't real happy, but we got through it. Right, right. I can see Lawler in a way not – I can see him because he's a teetotaler, right? He don't do nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I can see him taking a real offense to that. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But I promise you, I'm not the first person he's ever been to ring. <laughs> like that, so. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Good for Tommy. Good for whoever. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you survived. But anyway, yeah, that was a good question. Thank you. Cause effect. I don't think there's anything else to answer today, brother. We made it through. So right on, man. Well, again, we appreciate the hex for coming on. It was a great interview. New perspectives. Yes. we will see, because we ain't got nothing booked yet, but we'll see what we got coming up for next week. 
Yeah. Who do we have? I think I'm passing the book to you this week. Oh, God. Okay. All right. We'll see what we can do then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Todd. Thanks for listening and uh, tune in again next week. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, 
They call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping. Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since '92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking. There is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one or later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Every time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.